I'm reviewing here! Hello everybody, how's it going? What's up? You hanging loose? Cool. My name is Matthew Bussey and I'm your host of I'm Reviewing Here. I am watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. Speaking of today's movie, uh, this is a movie about witches. Sorry, spoiler alert, cutting to the chase. Um, I do believe that someone has put a hex on me. It's very weird. I forget if I've said this already, but when I went to Aruba recently, there was an incident where I took a bite out of a cookie and a fly flew out. Uh, so that was gross. And that was kind of like, what? Huh? Witchcraft? Nah, it's an island. You know, there's bugs everywhere. Uh, not too long ago, like a week or two ago, I purchased lettuce from Trader Joe's and I was going to make a salad and I opened it and there were bugs like maggots and flies and like eggs in the lettuce. Yeah. Ew. Am I right? And then just last night I was making a vegan cauliflower mac and cheese. Also got this cauliflower from Trader Joe's, opened up the cauliflower and guess what popped right out? A capitilla. Just kidding. A caterpillar. I'm just quoting Big Daddy. That's when one of the Sprouse brothers goes, that's a capitilla. Anyway. Yeah. Caterpillar, bugs, flies. Somebody does not like me. And wow. It's either that or it's just because the season's changing and it's getting hot. But my God, my luck is absolutely horrible. How is everybody doing today? I hope you're doing great. Uh, if you're Jewish, uh, I am recording this on the day of Shavuot. I am a very bad converted Jew because Shavuot is just not one of my favorite holidays. I actually like don't really observe it, which is bad, I know. For any non-Jews listening, uh, let me explain it to you. So, uh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Shavuot is basically, it marks the end of the counting of the Omer, which is the time between Passover and Shavuot. It's when the Israelites were, you know, walking through the desert and on Shavuot, that is when Moses uh, handed them the Torah at Mount Sinai, allegedly. I would love to hang out with Moses. I think he could throw a great rager. But on Shavuot, you basically stay up all night and you read the Torah. But I don't like to do that because I get panic attacks when I, when I stay up late. I don't take naps and I don't like to be tired. So I kind of celebrate it in my own way. Oh, and also you eat a lot of cheese and dairy and blintzes and cheesecake and cheese and butter and... Uh, Cheese, cheese is such a big thing. Dairy is such a big deal. But this is not a Jewish podcast. I'm not going to get into that. Just go and Google it. It's a long story. You guys, I am so friggin' pumped to review today's movie. You know, when I first started this podcast, I saw this movie was on the list. I saw it was pretty kind of sort of low on the list because there's so many of them. And I screamed uh, like, ah, like that, you know, because I, this is just one of my favorite movies ever. I'm a big horror buff. So I love it. Um, this is a considered to be one of the most famous horror movies of all time. It's so enjoyable. It's so campy. It is so bloody. And it's also just, it's not like a uh, snuff film or anything like that. You know, it's actually just really incredibly well made. And it is a cult classic. Take a listen to today's movie, Suspiria. Roses are red, violets are blue, but the iris is the flower that will mean the end of you. You can run from Suspiria. 
can hide from Suspiria. than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I actually own Suspiria on DVD. I got it for Christmas one time. And I remember showing my dad that trailer and he was laughing his butt off. He was like, this looks so campy and cool. It is. That is just also one of my favorite trailers ever. That opening, that woman's voice at the beginning. Roses are red. Oh, it's so creepy. I love it. Suspiria. Oh my God. So if you talk to any movie buff, if you talk to any horror buff, they know Suspiria. Suspiria is that one movie that is always on every horror movie list everywhere. Uh, it's an Italian-made movie. It's all in English, though. It was actually all dubbed in English. It's spoken in English, but it's dubbed in English. Uh, why did they do that? Well, because they're Italian. Italian filmmakers did that all the time back then. I spoke about that in uh, my Europe 51 review. Suspiria, though, it, it's it's a little different because it came out in 1977, so you would think that you know they would like be recording actual sound and not do it in ADR afterwards. Uh, what is ADR again? Additional dialogue recording. I think that's what it, I think that's what it's called. But, um, you know what though? The weird thing about the ironic thing about Suspiria though, is that the dubbing, as much as I hate dubbing, it actually really works because it adds to the creepiness of this movie. It adds to the really surreal, like what the hell am I watching kind of mood, you know, this is a weird movie. This that's number one. Uh, the number one line that I made for uh, on my notes here is this is a weird movie. Shockingly, this is really like embarrassing to admit. This was the second time. I'm 32. This was the second time I've ever sat through Suspiria all the way through. And the first time I saw this movie was in like high school or college, probably high school. I know. I'm really, really bad. I've seen clips of Suspiria, like, in between all those crazy years. I There are so many clips from this movie that I love that are on YouTube that I've always watched or, like, shown people to piss them off, if, especially if they don't love gory horror movies. But, yeah, this was the first time I've actually sat all the way through. And, oh, my Lord, I... It's reaffirmed my, my love of this movie and, and its director, too, uh, Dario, Dario Argento. Dario or Dario? Dario? Dario Argento, I think that's how you say it. He is uh, still alive, actually. He is one of the most iconic horror directors ever. He I'm checking how old he is. Oh, he's 82. Wow. Now, he did a lot of movies that are known as uh, giallo movies or giallo however I've, I've never I never took Italian giallo is a type of Italian horror basically um very very bloody and also very vividly gorgeous movies like giallo movies are all about the colors you know it's all about the cinematography and the color sorry my chair keeps squeaking um it's the witch uh it's the person putting bugs in my food um yeah, so I mean, he, you, and it's all about colors, literally. 
And I think in Jalo horror movies, I've only seen a few of them, but you know, it's so shocking in these movies, but you cannot look away. Suspiria is like the number one example of that. So Suspiria, he um, co-wrote this with uh, this woman, Dario and Daria, Daria Nicolodi, Daria Nicolodi. Um, Oh, she just passed away three years ago. That's sad. They wrote this together and Suspiria, what was I saying? This is like the ultimate example of a Jalo horror movie. Um, I remember, oh God, I think it was 2005. Bravo, the, the network, they did this very popular program called uh, The 100 Scariest Movie Moments. It's still on YouTube, actually. You can like literally Google or uh, YouTube it, YouTube this and YouTube Suspiria, and they talk all about it. It's so good. But there was a quote that someone said that sums up the movie perfectly. They said, it's like Douglas Sirk on an acid trip. Now, Douglas Sirk was a very famous... Uh, Hollywood director and his films were all melodramas. I'm talking like Hall, if Hallmark Channel and Lifetime Channel met, had sex and had a baby, this this was Douglas Sirk. Now, Suspiria is not a melodrama, but Douglas Sirk's films were all about the colors, you know? The colors of the wind, you know, like literally all about bright, over-the-top saturations and hues and, and uh, you know, basically, like, like take an Instagram filter and maximize that to the extreme. Like, that's a Douglas Sirk movie. And that's a, that's what Suspiria is like. There are scenes so shocking and vile in Suspiria, but you just cannot look away. You cannot look away from it. It is a gorgeous movie. Like, beautiful movie. And it is like an acid trip. The best word to describe it is, uh, and I love using this word and I don't use it enough. And I used to always use it in like my high school essays and the teachers would, would always cross it off and I'd be like, no, phantasmagoric, you know, it's a phantasmagoria of, uh, it, no, I'm not using it right now. Damn it. Um, phantasmagoric. And if I'm making that up, the noun is phantasmagoria, but it's basically just a hodgepodge of like absolutely crazy, surreal, eye-popping visuals. Um, Yeah, I'm like still blown away by this movie. I continue to be blown away. Now I'm going to get to, I know if you're listening, you may have heard that in 2018, there was another movie called Suspiria that came out. Uh, I'm going to get to that at the very end because I have a lot to say about that as well. Um, It's all good things, though. It's not bad things. Suspiria, though, why is it such a good horror movie? A lot of reasons. Um, I think it's less, you know, there's no, first of all, there's no real, like, political or ideological statement that Argento is trying to make in this movie, at least to my knowledge, there's none of that. This is meant to be a late night, like grindhouse sort of film. You can tell literally from the opening credits when you hear a narrator go, you know, this is a story about so-and-so. It's actually Argento. He's the narrator in this movie, but that's the only time he narrates. But you know, when you hear that in the opening credits, you're like, all right, this is going to be a bit of a, bit of a silly, but campy movie. It doesn't work that it's campy. It works because the cinematography is so breathtakingly gorgeous. It works because the mood and the music in it, the music was done by this band called Goblin. Uh, Goblin is an Italian uh, rock band. And their music, like I literally have them on my Spotify. You heard that in the trailer too. The music is just what makes this movie so 
awesome. It's a badass movie. I don't know how else to say it. It's that it's a badass movie. It's fun. It's pretty. It's bloody. It's gorgeous. It's bizarre. It's oftentimes funny. It's very well acted. Um, and it's just a classic. If you're new to horror movies, absolutely check out Suspiria. So what is this movie about? It's about witches. It's about dance. It's about uh, some really crazy, dark, evil, spiritual shit, you know? So uh, the lead of this movie is played by actress Jessica Harper. Jessica Harper is a friggin' babe in this movie, and I'm not afraid to say that. She is so pretty in this film. She's still alive, too. Jessica Harper's awesome. Uh, she's most well-known for this movie. She did a few other movies. She did uh, a Woody Allen movie called Stardust Memories uh, three years after this. It wasn't really one of his best, though. I actually think she and Woody Allen dated for a while, too. But she also did Minority Report, uh, excellent Steven Spielberg movie. And she's just, she's kind of like, you know, stuck her head the, here and there. Oh, she did another Woody Allen movie too called Love and Death in 1975. I think that's actually, I think they started dating then. I don't even know. He dated a lot of people, Woody Allen. I just read an article too. Woody Allen uh, was in New York and uh, he actually saved a friend of his from choking on a piece of pork. Yeah. An 87 year old saving a man. Wow. That's crazy. Jessica Harper though. Oh my God. So fantastic in this movie. So she plays uh, Susie. Susie is this young ballet student, young American ballet student, completely innocent, gorgeous, wide eyed, very shy, uh, just kind of like instantly lovable. You know, she's just that kind of, um, character it's a very late night it's pouring with rain uh and the setting is freiburg baden Württemberg, which is in germany it's a town it's pouring with rain uh susie is getting out off this train and uh gets in this car she's soaked to death right off the bat the cinematography by luciano toboli is just amazing you know she's in this cab and it's like completely red like there's just red and i'm assuming it's red from like the stoplights outside but it's completely filling up every frame in the shot of her in the car in the cab i mean and it's so cool and you know she says that she is gonna go stay she asks the driver to drop her off at this dance academy this really prestigious dance academy called tanz academy uh, and, um, he drives her there. Something is off already. I mean, you know, it's off because you know that you're about to watch a horror movie, of course, and the setting, I mean, you start off a movie with a creepy narration and it's pouring rain and thunder and lightning and you're going to a school and yeah, so obviously, you know what you're getting into. Uh, something weird kind of happens though. So Susie gets dropped off at the school and, you know, she's getting her bags out. And as she's walking to the front door, there's a woman. There's another student there. And she looks really distraught and scared. And she's yelling something as she opens the door to leave. She's yelling something into the school. And you can't make it out because, you know, the rain and the thunder and everything. And she she runs out of the school and she kind of brushes past Susie. And Susie's like, huh? Well, who is that? So Susie, you know, is on the intercom and she's like, I'm a new student. And this person on the other line is like, you can't come in. And Susie's like, well, it's pouring. Let me in. And they're like, no. So Susie's obviously very pissed off and has to go and stay at this place in town. 
Um, and you know, who was that woman? Who was that that student? What was she saying? Why was she so like scared? What was going on there? Right off the bat, like this is creepy. You know, you don't really know what's going on. Susie is, you know, back in this cab going back into town and she even sees that, that student like just walking through the woods by herself and something's off. Now this student, we find out her name is Pat. Uh, Pat Hingle is her name. Short for Patricia, I'm assuming. Pat uh, goes to her friend's apartment in town and she's really, really freaking out. And she just says, her friend is like, what's going on? What is it? And her, and Pat just goes, I can't tell you. You're not going to believe me. There's something bad happening at the school. I don't know what to do. And her friend is like, okay, well just, just stay here. Oh boy. Death number one, my friends, Pat. Oh my God. This is such a good scene. This is what, this is probably the best horror death scene in, a, in any movie and a lot of critics have said that as well even better than rose mcgowan's death and scream you know when she goes through the what is it the doggy door in the garage and she gets like impaled i forget the music by goblin is getting really intense and louder and pat is like feeling off and you just feel like there's something outside the window just and she goes to the window and there's this like uh laundry floating in the in the wind and it looks like you can see like a shadow behind and it's a very disturbing image and then she sees these these big white eyes just open you know and and pat gets this lamp to see what's outside and boom this hand this big it looks like a werewolf almost this hand goes through the other side of the window and grabs her and pushes her face through the window and then pushes her face through the glass and then stabs her. And and Pat is like on the roof now and she's getting stabbed and stabbed and stabbed. And Pat's roommate is, or I'm sorry, Pat's friend is running through the apartment like, help me, something's going on, what do I do? And Pat is just dying, you know? And there's this great, I mean, heartbreaking of course, but almost like, uh, what's the word? Artist, it's like a painting almost. There's like this quick shot where Pat is just, sitting like on the stoop of the roof, you know, her head down, kind of bobbing back and forth and blood just kind of slowly drooling out of her mouth. And then bah, she gets stabbed again. You know, who the hell is this person? We don't see it. We just see this very hairy looking like arm, you know, and this killer, uh, you know, she's on the roof. Now this killer takes this like noose or this like barbed wire, like from the roof, wraps it around her uh, and then Pat falls through the skylight of this building. And as she's falling through, you know, glasses shattering everywhere. Her, her friend is at the very bottom freaking out. And when she falls through, the noose pulls up and chokes her and stabs her. Oh, oh my God. Intense. It is so freaking intense. I show this to my friends in college and even they were like, well, I showed this, I remember senior year to, um, you know, because I was so manly in school, I showed this to my friends, uh, uh, my roommates, really manly friends. I'm talking like, you know, they were like sports guys, like they could take down, you know, uh, like King Kong or whatever, like they were that tough looking. I remember showing them this and during that scene, the looks on their, the looks on their faces, they look like it, like they were going to start crying. 
that's how brutal and intense and effective and also just I hate I don't mean to sound like sadistic but gorgeous the scene is I forgot to mention too but that you know okay Pat is dead Pat is now hanging to death through the skylight there's blood everywhere there's glass all over the floor the camera pans across the floor and you see Pat's friend huh why is she lying on the ground and then the camera pans up one of the shards of glass impaled her friend. So she is now also dead on the floor. Home alone face. Sorry, that's like my shtick that I always say. Home alone face. It's intense. It's intense. And Argento is just such a master at this scene because, oh my God, he knows how to terrify you. He knows how to make you feel like that's what horror movies should do. You know, they make you feel... Like you're going to shit yourself. And that's exactly, this is what, like 20 minutes, not even that, like 15 minutes into the movie this happens. And it's just one of the most remarkable scenes in any horror movie that I've ever seen. Anyway, um, back to the, uh, the protagonist, poor Susie. So Susie goes back to school the next day and she is like, okay, I, I really am a student here. And the, the, um, she meets the head instructor and the deputy headmistress, and their names are Miss Tanner and Madame Blanc. Miss Tanner, I forget who played her. I don't. Yeah, a lot of these actresses, I don't know. Miss Tanner was played by an actress named Alida Valley, and Madame Blanc was played by Joan Bennett. And they're both very weird. They're both just a little bit creepy looking. There's just something off. There's something off about the whole place. You know, there's another person who works there. And I forget who says it. I think it's Tanner or Madame Blanc. But they're like, oh, yes, that man over there, he had gingivitis, so he doesn't have any teeth left. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so Susie's a little bit like, okay, this place has some quirky people, but, you know, I'm here to dance and I'm, I'm going to do that and whatever. There's also, you know, a servant there who works at the uh, conservatory and he literally looks like Frankenstein. I mean, I'm talking like, the height and the the head and the the way he his body language his movements it's like Frankenstein yeah so Sarah uh, or I'm sorry Susie eventually meets Sarah very nice uh, classmate of hers she also meets Olga Olga is another classmate who's a little bit feisty and uh, you know every again everything's just kind of weird but Sarah seems like a good little you know soon to be BFF and they, they kind of hit it off. Something weird happens though. Susie is walking down the hallway one day and she sees this creepy looking, I don't know how many times I said creepy, but in this episode already, but she sees this uh, matron of the school just sitting like on the stool, on this little chair and just staring at her and she's holding on to this like mirror or what or whatever and the music, you know, is getting dee 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 It's just getting a little bit eerie. And, and, you know, Susie sees this mirror and is kind of like, what? And she passes out later. And then, you know, there's this, there's, there's this one shot in Suspiria that people don't really talk about. But Susie has passed out and she's in bed and she's getting force-fed water by, you know, Tanner and Blanc and, and uh, these other people. And it's that moment where Susie's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. And they're just literally shoving this glass of water you know down her in, in her mouth it really adds to the discomfort you know there's no blood in that scene it just adds to the 
oh God, what, what is this? What is going on? Well, I hate to break it to you, but things get crazier. Uh, there's one night where uh, these maggots start to fall from the ceiling uh, in everybody's rooms. And that's really disgusting. And it's just such a creepy... Oh, I said it again. Fuck. It's such a scary, scary, I'll say. It's such a scary shot, too, because, you know... What Tavoli, the cinematographer, does is he re he kind of like Susie's like brushing her hair and he just sort of slowly, subtly moves the camera closer to the back of her hair, back of her head, and it's like it's it's a, it's a very it's this weird moment where it almost looks like you see something moving and wiggling in her hair, and you're like, what what is that? And then you know she looks up and ah maggots, you know. Now, it wasn't actually maggots. It was actually rice when they were filming this movie. That fell from the ceiling. Another big thing that happens... Okay, so Sarah and Susie are getting a little bit suspicious. That night, when the maggots fall, um, everybody, all the students, need to sleep in the attic. And it's they're like having like a... It's like they're having, you know, a big sleepover or whatever. It's this gorgeous shot. Uh, red is a huge motif in the movie, probably because red is the same color as blood. So I don't know. That's kind of the only thing I took from it. But there's this really weird moment where, you know, there are these curtains uh, and sheets hanging everywhere to separate the students from uh, the teachers. And there's this woman who comes in and she's breathing really weirdly. She's like, uh, uh, like just and she's like snoring and. Uh, Susie is kind of like Sarah who, do you know who that is and they're whispering you know they're whispering this and Sarah says I think that's the headmistress of the school yeah who is this headmistress we don't really know yet but she just says she thinks it's her and it's such a great shot because this camera just gets so close on Susie and Sarah's faces and you can just see this 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 uncertainty and this this uh kind of like scary scared curiosity in Susie's face I mean kudos to Harper Harper is so friggin good in this movie I just yeah and I want to marry her I think she's taken but um anyway uh there's another death that eventually happens um so there's a pianist pianist who works at the school and he's blind uh his name is oh god what was his name Oh, I forgot to put it down. Oh, Daniel. And he's a pretty nice guy, but um, I believe it's Madame Blanc. She accuses Daniel's dog of having bit uh, Albert, who is the nephew, her nephew of... Uh, the nephew... Oh my God, why can't I get this right? Albert is his... Her nephew... <laughs> See, this is what happens when I get excited. Albert is Madame Blanc's nephew, and she accuses Daniel... Daniel's dog of biting Albert. God, why was that so hard to say? Um, and Daniel's fired and he's, you know, everyone's freaking out and he's fired. Later that night, he's walking by himself uh, with his dog through this plaza uh, in Germany. And it's late at night. There's no one around and you know something bad is going to happen because this camera is like sweeping. It's like circling around Daniel from like the sky almost. It's literally like, I'm getting like evil dead vibes. You know, evil dead when the camera is like, like going through the woods, you kind of get that in Suspiria. The music by goblin is getting intense. And then, you know, something's going to happen. Boom. Daniel's dog attacks him and rips his throat out, like bites in the middle of his throat and rips everything out. And Daniel's dead. Daniel's dead. 
What happened? Okay, well, you know by this point that there's something very supernatural happening. <sighs> Poor Sarah, though, is next. Sarah, you know, has been telling Susie that Pat, the woman at the very beginning, you know, they knew each other, and Pat was also suspicious of this school, and she thinks that may have been why she left, is because maybe Pat found something out really sinister, uh, Sarah eventually finds notes that Pat had taken and there's one night where Susie is like in bed and she's very drugged and this is where I got a little confused here because I think the teachers have been drugging Susie uh, because she's just really out of it and like isn't really answering Sarah and Sarah's freaking out and she's saying I don't know what happened but Pat's notes the notes that I found they're missing they're gone and I think that maybe 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 the the um the teachers took it and then like the last thing that she tells Susie is, Susie, do you know anything about witches? <gasps> Boom! The lights go out. Susie's not waking up, and there's someone in the hallway. Sarah escapes, and there are these weird shiny lights shining through the the hallway, and ah! This hand comes out and attacks Sarah chases her. Sarah locks herself in this room. Uh, Sarah tries to get out of the room. She, she goes through this window and she jumps out into this pit of razor barbed wire. Oh my god, my skin. Just thinking about it to this day. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So awful. And then, you know, Sarah looks off camera and somebody grabs her head and slits open her throat and Sarah's dead. Susie, by now, is very confused because why do people keep disappearing? She gets told that Sarah disappeared. Uh, Susie does some uh, Nancy Drewing, and she basically finds uh, an old, uh, or not really an old, she finds a friend of Sarah, uh, and he's a former psychiatrist. His name is Frank Mandel. He tells her a little bit about the school. He says that the school was founded by this woman named Helena Marcos in 1895, and allegedly... She was, you heard it right, a witch. And Susie's like, what, what, what do you mean? And she basically gets told, you know, witches, the goal of witches is that they want to quote unquote generate wealth, you know? And the other thing is that witches always bow down to one head witch, you know? So if that head witch, uh, that head witch is basically giving them power and if that witch gets sick or dies, then all the other witches will get sick and die. You know, it's kind of like that. It's like you kill the host, then you kill the, the, uh, the, uh, what is it? Spawn? Babies? I don't know. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't do insects. Uh, but that happens. Susie goes back to school and, uh, coincidentally, everybody at the school, all the students are at this ballet recital. And not Susie. And she's like, well, what happened? And the teachers again are like, oh, well, you just must have missed them. It's okay. And then they walk off. And Susie's like, uh-uh, no way. Susie really thinks her... Oh, yeah, there's also a bat that out of nowhere comes out and attacks Susie. And it's a really funny scene. It's very fake, but uh, kind of horrifying because I hate bats. And you can give me a fake bat scene from a movie and I will um, have a heart attack. I hate bats. I have a long, bad history with bats. This whole time, too, Susie has been thinking about what she could have heard Pat say when she was coming to the uh, dance conservatory that night, you know, in the pouring rain. She could make out two words. She could make out that Pat was saying secret and irises, 
irises, like, like eyes, you know, irises. And Susie thinks really, really hard and she's thinking and we're getting these flashbacks. And then she figures out finally that what Pat said was, it's a bit of a stretch, I know, but that somebody could understand someone like this during a thunderstorm. But Pat said, quote, the secret, I saw it behind the door, the irises, turn the blue one. And Susie, long story short, follows these witches. Oh, I gave it away, but it's very obvious that these teachers are witches and she follows them. She follows them from their footsteps and she goes, she discovers this like secret hidden corridor. And that's where, you know, she spies on the teachers of the school. They're there, Pavlos is there, and they're all talking and they're all talking about how they want to sacrifice Susie in a way. Why? I don't totally understand, but it's witches. Witches are obsessed with, in movies that is, they're obsessed with human sacrifices. And it's pretty much, in my opinion, it's a way to get, gain more power, you know? So Susie's like, oh my God, I'm screwed. Susie goes into this room and she finds Sarah's body. Sarah has these nails, you know, uh, uh, nailed into her eyeballs and she's just bloody and stabbed to death. And then in this bedroom, she hears the... Oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. She hears that voice again. And then in the corner of the room, on the bed, she sees her, the founder of the school, the witch herself, the queen bitch witch herself, Helena Marcos, but she's invisible. Susie accidentally wakes her up because she breaks this uh, uh, piece of glass or whatever. Um, And Helena wakes up and then... She basically uses her power to make Sarah come alive with a knife and, you know, she reanimates her and Sarah starts to walk towards uh, Susie and Susie has that, (gasps) her face is like, I'm going to die. Oh my God. And then um, on a whim, she notices really quickly uh, that, you know, she, she recognizes where to stab Marcos. Like there's this like flash of light reflecting off of her and she gets this piece of glass from the thing that she broke and she stabs her and it's, ah, and Marcos starts to bleed and she's vomiting blood and she gets really close to Susie and you see, you know, these flash images of Marcos herself, this like decrepit looking witch, witch zombie, you know, and then the whole building just starts to collapse and it's, it's, it's calamity and everything is, you know, and Susie's leaving and she catches a glimpse of all the other teachers and they're dying and they're bleeding and they're dying because, um, you know, their head master is now dying and she leaves the school. Susie runs out of the school and everything starts to burn down and that's it. Mic drop. Wow. Wow. This is a long episode too. A lot happens in this movie and you can tell that, um, I just absolutely loved it. Oddly enough, you know, this movie where I, I, I'm always curious when I read about horror movies to figure out where the idea came from. This actually came from co-writer, uh, Daria, Daria Nicolodi, uh, because she claimed that her grandmother, very similar to Susie, went to this, uh, dance academy also in Germany And she claimed that there was witchcraft that was being uh, done there. Hmm. Very scary. She also said the final scene with Marcos and Susie was actually very much inspired by a dream that uh, Daria had where 
she said she found, literally walked in and saw an invisible witch. And then there was a panther in the room, like an actual panther, you know, growl, like uh, that panther. Or no, do panthers growl? No, they hiss, right? I can't do it. And that exploded. Now that part isn't in the movie, but there is a, uh, like a statue of a panther that breaks. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also what's so cool about, uh, oh my God, another hilarious thing I found. Marcos, the actress who played Marcos was not an actress, but, and even though you don't see her in this movie, you know, the stand-in that they had was a 90 year old former prostitute that, uh, Dario Argento had found in Rome. (laughs) Oh my God, that's crazy. Harper, that's what Jessica Harper said uh, about that, which is pretty nuts. I think what also is so um, cool that really adds to the, the the weirdness of this movie, you know, the unsettling feeling of it. There's two things. I mean, I've, I've spoken in tan- uh, verbatim about the, uh, or not verbatim, in tandem. I've spoken profusely, that's the right word, about the cinematography and how creepy and good and amazing it is in this movie. There's so many shots that just are so out there. I mean, and and really get under your skin. There's one shot, for example, where Susie and Sarah are like swimming in a pool. And it's like from high up, you just see this camera go. And it's like, imagine like a ghost, like an actual ghost. No, 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 not a ghost. I'm sorry. Imagine an actual witch on a broom flying through the air. You know, like, like that spying on people. That is what Argento does and, and achieves so perfectly in this film. The shots make you feel like you are one of these witches spying on these, these people, you know, it's, it's just, oh my God, it's absolutely crazy. The other thing I was going to say too, that adds to that works and adds to the surrealness of this film is that when Argento and Nicolodi uh, wrote the script, he actually wanted the girls to be not like in their 20s and young, but to be like children, like 12. And the producer of the movie said, that's not a good idea. Uh, it's going to be really controversial if you're brutally killing children on camera. And so Argento was like, all right, well, okay, I'll raise the age. But what he didn't do was change the dialogue in the script. And I think that's what is really uh, impressive is that when you watch this movie, the dialogue is very odd. It doesn't sound natural. It doesn't really sound like the way 20-year-olds would or, or people in their 20s would be speaking to one another. They do speak very much like children, you know? It's absolutely brilliant. Before I go... Um, I do want to talk about quickly, I will make it quick because I know this is a long episode. I want to talk about uh, the 2018 version of Suspiria. Okay, so 2018, Luca Guadagnino, he's a very popular Italian director. He did Call Me By Your Name. He recently did a movie called Bones and All where uh, Timothée Chalamet plays a cannibal. Yeah, he does a lot of uh, artsy-fartsy movies (laughs) and a lot. Some of them are um, beautiful. Some of them are incredibly dark and visceral, but... He rebooted Suspiria, and it came out in 2018. It was released by Amazon Studios. It starred Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Mia Goth. Uh, Jessica Harper also had a small role in the film. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz was in it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think both of these, Suspiria and the, the reboot of Suspiria. The reboot is not a remake. The, the setup is similar 
you know, uh, Susie in this case, played by Dakota Johnson, she's a Mennonite uh, girl, like comes from a very strict religious background, but it's not a, a, a word for word uh, remake of the original. I don't, I, I could d devote a whole episode to this, to the 2018 version of Suspiria. How is it different from Suspiria? Uh, this Suspiria, um, the 2018 version, like literally takes all the themes and, and the, 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 um, things to be explored in the original and maximizes it, you know, puts a huge magnifying glass on it and makes it a two and a half hour long, very artsy, indie almost kind of horror movie. It's very, very different. It's also bloody. It is bloody. Um, it's also very creepy. There are shocking deaths in the 2018 version. It was so hit or miss when it came out. When it came out, you either hated it or you loved it. I don't think a lot of Suspiria fans liked it just because it was so different and so out there. But it's kind of, you know, people will, will talk about it. And even when it came out, I remember people, you know, definitely film nerds, that is like me, definitely talking about, oh, the latest, the Suspiria reboot. You're going to go see it. Did people really like it though? Well, it made no money at the box office. It was like a total box office bomb. Um, I made the fatal mistake of making my parents watch it and they thought it was one of the, they, they actually said it was the worst movie they've ever seen. I think it's brilliant though. Uh, Tilda, Sw Tilda Swinton plays three. No, Tilda Swinton actually allegedly plays four characters in the movie. Four, four. And when I showed it to my parents, they thought Chloe Grace Moretz was Tilda Swinton in character. And I was like, no, 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 oh God, don't get me started. I got so mad about that. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Do I recommend that? Yes, I do. It's on Amazon and it's very, very different. I, I recommend this. I recommend Suspiria 1. Watch it. It's available to stream on Tubi. Uh, the remake of reboot, I'm sorry, the reboot of Suspiria is available on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend both of these movies. They're so different. They're both so creepy. The second one is going to be a lot more divisive than the first one. The first one is super campy and fun and gorgeous and gory and just f a fun late night movie. The remake is political, like seriously political. And, uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You got to watch it like 15 times to really try and get what uh, Guadagnino is, is is trying to say. But highly recommend them both. Oh my God. I'm like not going to have a voice today. This has been amazing. Oh, what's the moral of Suspiria? Oh my God. Uh, you know, witchcraft, Wicca is a real thing in the world and people do do it. So I don't want to give witchcraft a bad uh, reputation or anything like that. I don't know anything about it. I think uh, when I went to temple, there was actually a Wicca church, would you call it that? Or like a Wicca store, a, a Wicca synagogue. I don't know. Or I shouldn't say that. No, I'm sorry. It was, I don't know. There was something there. People really do practice it. Um, but I really hope it's not, um, they don't like kill people. Cause that would be really, really bad. So I think the moral of the story is, oh man, you know, it's okay to get into witchcraft, but be careful because there's a lot of shady characters. There's a lot of, sh there are a lot of shady witches out there who do believe in this stuff and, um, they will kill you and you will die a very bloody death. So don't do it. Yeah. Don't get into witchcraft. If you're into it though, just be careful who you talk to. Definitely go on Reddit, watch some videos on YouTube, 
There's probably some podcasts you can listen to about, uh, you know, how to properly practice Wicca. So yeah, I would say that. Hopefully I don't get cursed after reviewing this movie because I already have a hex on me. I'm just waiting for the next bug that's going to crawl out of my food. I'm, I'm going to go make lunch right now, actually. Oh my goodness me, this has been a long episode and I hope I didn't bore you. I hope I really excited you with this. Um, amazing episode. This was a really fun one. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here. New episodes are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to rate, view, and subscribe. Leave a review. Preferably leave a positive review. But if you hate me, it's okay. Do what you want. Do what you want with, with, uh, with whatever. You know, I really don't care. Uh, you can catch I'm Reviewing Here wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to YouTube if you'd like. New episodes are getting updated there the same day they get released on the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here. You can follow me uh, personally at Mabussy. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. It's my last name, Bussy, B-U-S-S-Y. And Matt is my first name, M-A, Mabussy. Get it? You can do that if you want to. I'm kind of boring. I just post a lot of uh, recipes and occasionally I'll dance. But, you know, it is what it is. It's my life. Leave me alone. Amazing. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful day and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.